Welcome to the 5511 Podcast, inspiring stories of God's power being poured out globally in the lives of ordinary people. Hosted by Dirk Smith, Peyton Armstrong, and Brooke Kell. This podcast is supported by EEM. EEM publishes, prints, and distributes Bibles and Bible-based materials in 30-plus nations and in 20-plus languages, free to all. Hello and welcome to 5511, supported by EEM, where every story is a living example of Isaiah 5511. I'm Dirk, and joining me once again are Brooke Kell and Peyton Armstrong. Hi guys. Peyton, how are you? I am doing good. It's actually a really nice summer day here. I was standing outside for approximately one minute and already started to sweat. So Yeah, yeah I was going to say, it is warm. It's mm-hmm. in the, the little little humidity, little humidity. Yeah. Yeah. Brooke, how are you doing? Good. I'm doing good. I'm looking forward to the weekend. Um, I'm headed to New York just Ooh. to go explore this weekend. What? <laughs> how fun. Are you really? Yeah. To the Big Apple. To the Big Apple. Fun. That's awesome. Man, that's my... Uh, that's my home away from home. I'm jealous. I know. It always makes me think of you. Yeah. Oh, I love New York. Yep. Just going for the weekend, Friday evening to Sunday night, actually. By yourself? No, I'm going to go with my friend Liza. She has a friend who is not using her studio apartment for the month of May. Oh, so we sweet. had a free place to stay. Nice. Yeah, because that with, with hotel prices where they are today that could have been a big ticket item right there yeah so it made it an easy decision to go for a weekend how fun that's great and man it'll be nice up there too this is the time of year to go Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i'm looking forward to the weather up there we'll look for a full report on that (laughs) after afterwards i'm i'm jealous i'm gonna live vicariously through you and now I'm now I just now I don't like you through the rest of this podcast. I'm, I'm a little I'm a little angry with you, but that's okay. Yeah, I'll I'll have a report. Good, good. All right. Well, um, so today, guys, this story that we're gonna dive into, and I let me set the stage a little bit for this. And uh, Brooke, you'll remember some of this because you've been with EEM. But this took place in. I'm going to say 2016, 2017, it was right after we got this enormous request from Greece for Bibles in Farsi and Arabic. And it was due to the big you know, refugee crisis that was going on from the Middle East, people just pouring into Greece. So we went over to visit with and kind of greet a lot of our partners and kind of find out what was going on. And just met a ton of amazing people. And I will confess to you, uh, I took my wife, with Wendy, with me on this trip. And I will never forget being escorted in to that big room that Hellenic Ministries, which if listeners don't know about Hellenic, they need to look up Hellenic. Unbelievable ministry, fantastic partners of ours at EM. Amazing. Yeah, just fantastic people. So spirit-led. Uh, just... I. Love and appreciate literally every single person within that ministry. But they escorted us into this big gymnasium. I guess it used to be an auditorium, I guess, of a building that they bought. And they every Monday night, they feed Muslim refugees. And so in this room, I mean, there's over 600 Muslim refugees and us. So we're like the only pale faces in the room. And with all of our cultural garbage about 
boy, you see somebody who's Muslim, they're a terrorist, they're a terrorist. You know, you try, you try to not have that affect you or let that sink in because you know, that's just, that's a lie. I mean, that's just not right. right. But when you're in that setting, it was weird. I mean, I'll be honest for the first, it was, it was a little unsettling and that quickly went away though, as we started meeting them and just started talking to them and holding their kids and praying with them and quickly realized, man, these are, these people are us just in a really bad situation. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've got nothing. They have left their country and they were coming and they still are coming to Jesus by the thousands. And the interesting thing is every Muslim, you know, former Muslim that we met who had become a Christian, in the process of talking to them, and this couple that we're going to talk about today in the story, Yasser and Zara, the same facts came through in their story. And that was when I would ask them, any of any of these refugees, well, what made you want to learn about Jesus? Their response was, well, he was waking me up at night. I'm like, What? What do you mean? They said, well, he, he wouldn't let me sleep. I'm like, who wouldn't let you sleep? He said, Jesus. I said, what? How, how, how do you know it was Jesus? Because he told me. I said, okay, fill me in. He'd wake me up. He'd say, I'm Yeshua. You need to know me. And I said, really? Tell me more about that. And it was unbelievable. They didn't know each other. So, you know, all the people who want to go, oh, yeah, well, my God doesn't work that way. You know what? I got news for you. Your God could hang on a cross, die, get put in a tomb, the big boulder move away and him raised from the dead, but he can't come to people in dreams. Mm -hmm. What? How's that work? And it, it was the case with all of them. They all were saying the same thing. Jesus is coming to me in my dreams. So met a couple, Yasser and Zara. They're from Afghanistan. As they told their story, coming over on one of those overcrowded boats, like so many of them did, hitting the shores of Greece, they get there and they're trying to find a job, trying to find work. They're getting help from people who are, who are supplying them with humanitarian aid. And we, of course, were supplying Bibles and uh, New Testaments, little New Testaments, and then full, full Bibles in Farsi and Arabic, but theirs would have been in Farsi. Well, Zara got a hold of one of these New Testaments because she was responding to the dream and saying, okay, Yeshua is telling me I need to know him. So she asked, how do I learn about Yeshua? And Hellenic, somebody at Hellenic gave her one of these New Testaments that we had provided them. Well, Yasser comes in to this little apartment, little hole in the wall that they were staying in, and he sees her reading this New Testament. And as any good Muslim would do, very irately, he said to her, you had better put that book down right now and never pick it up again, or I will kill you, or at the very least, divorce you. Which, of course, in that culture, divorce was, it is death, because you're, you're cast out, you have no community anymore, you, can't, you, you won't get food, you won't get anything. You're, you're a nobody. And, of course, she doesn't, know, she doesn't speak Greek you know, yet. Now... The neat thing when they told me this story, and of course I'm, and Yasser's a big guy. He's an unusual Af Afghani. He's he's big. He's a big guy, and I could man. He's telling the story, and I, he scared he scared me to death. You know, thinking, yeah, I mean, this is real. He he'd kill her. And her answer though is what was magical. 
it wasn't I won't. It wasn't a defiance. It wasn't a, you know, forget you. I'm not doing it. Her response was, I cannot. It is not physically possible for me to put this book down and not read it. And man, I just love that. I was like, man, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, I, I, I cannot. I can't do it. So Yasser goes on and tells me, you know, he's out of work and he's looking for a job. And so he comes in and he sees the Bible sitting there and he picks it up. And he said, Dirk, the text consumed me. I could not put it down. And I knew exactly what Zara was saying and what she was talking about. And he said, I read it all the way through. He said, and I read it again. And I read it again. And he, and of course, now today they're both believers. And last I heard, they're in India. And they are being missionaries. They are preaching the gospel to the Muslim communities in, in India. Because, again... They cannot not talk about Jesus, who absolutely transformed their lives. That's the story. I I came away, and that story just hit me so hard because of the I cannot. Just that it's a a physical. It's almost like I have to breathe. Mm -hmm. I have to breathe. Don't don't tell me not to breathe. I have to breathe. Mm -hmm. Uh, that, That was Zara's reaction. To, uh, to that command from her husband. It makes me think of uh, the question of, has my own relationship with God become that valuable and meaningful? And my own search for God become that valuable and meaningful that I would be willing to lose things, that I would be willing to put that above my own life. Mm-hmm. For us in this culture, when we hear that, I'll kill you. We're like, yeah, yeah, okay, that's kind of cute. No, 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 that's real. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. and when we can't relate to that, we can't relate to that. Right. I mean, I've never mm-hmm. had anybody tell me they're going to kill me over anything, but yeah. let alone it be your spouse or somebody that you feel like you're the closest to. But then for Zara, she realized this is real. Mm-hmm. He's not, he's not just, he's not playing. I mean, mm-hmm. he will. I mean, the Muslim faith would tell her or tell him, kill her. Well, as you were, Telling that story, a verse in Jeremiah comes to mind, um, Jeremiah 29, 13, and it says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And in the context of that verse, God is speaking through Jeremiah during Israel's Babylonian captivity, right? Mm -hmm. And this promise is for Israel that if they would seek God with all of their heart, that they would find him. And, And I think that we see in these stories and in other parts of the Bible and in the Gospels, that this promise still stands. And Amen. Jesus in Matthew 7, 7, he, he says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. He repeats the prophet. Yeah, absolutely. And Yasser and Zara's story is one of so many we've heard over and over yeah. again about how when people are encounter God's word and encounter the the true God and Jesus Christ and as they get to know him it stirs this hunger that that they just can't put it down and God meets them through his word and through Christians and mm-hmm. it's just yeah. amazing if you seek you'll find and that's what the prophet Jeremiah says i mean if you will absolutely seek 
with all of your heart. Yeah. You know, that's the key. Okay, let's get real. Do I do that? Do I truly, with all of my heart, I mean, I hold nothing back. Do I seek Jesus? Do I seek his spirit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, some days I might. I might do okay. But, you know, kind of like we've talked about the parable of the sower, unfortunately, I think a lot of days for me, it's the concerns of the world come in and choke the gospel out, yeah. you know, or choke Jesus out. And so I can't hear, or I'm like, or I'm like Peter walking on the water, you know, and man, the waves and stuff, I'm looking around thinking, oh, what am I doing out here on this water? This is not where I belong. I am going to die. And I take my eyes off of Jesus and Jesus is like, hey, fool, look here, just stay focused on me. That's all you got to do. Um, but yeah, the get real part of that is what would I do? I mean, what would I do if somebody looked at me who I knew it was definitely an option? Yeah. I mean, this is real. They're going to kill me if I don't put the Bible down and never pick it up again. Mm -hmm. And they're close enough to me that they'll watch. If I ever pick that book up again, they're going to kill me. What do I do? What would I do? I don't know. It's such a humbling question yeah. to think about and to sit in. For sure. I think this kind of reminds me and challenges me, even from last episode, Brooke, when you just said that you pray for boldness to stand firm in situations. And I think that that challenges me to make sure that I'm praying to be bold enough to stand firm in my beliefs, just like Zara did. I mean, she inspires me to just kind of re-examine where I'm at and just kind of ask that tough question is, am I bold enough to stand firm? Do I currently stand firm in my beliefs? Um, I think that you're right, Dirk. I don't think that we face persecution in that same way that Zara did, but Mm -hmm. I think persecution looks different in different nations. And I think Mm -hmm. we need to kind of recognize what persecution looks like in the United States. And are we as believers bold enough to stand firm for what we believe in? Are we bold enough to be like Jesus? Yeah, Yeah, man, absolutely. That's the real reality. I think I shared with you guys and I'm not trying to throw Lifeway under the bus, but Lifeway does research and a recent research thing they did. And it just got under my skin because they, they surveyed supposedly Christians and they asked them, what was it that prevented them from sharing the gospel? And I won't go through all three responses, but the last one just, you know, when I think about Zara, the response that came from these supposed Christians was, I forget. Mm-hmm. What? I forget? So when I'm sitting with someone who doesn't know Jesus, my answer to when God calls on me and says, hey, how can we even talk to all these people about Jesus? Oh, man, Jesus, Lord, I'm just so sorry. I just forgot. I just forgot. That's crazy. I, I mean, I, I read that and I thought, well, the bottom line is they didn't interview 
authentic disciples of Jesus. That's a given. So they might call themselves Christians, but these are not Zara Christians. Mm -hmm. These are not, I mean, these are not Christians who are all in and, and you're right. What, what's the pressure that I'm getting today? Mm -hmm. You know, what's, where do I cower? Mm -hmm. Where do I back off and not share my faith? And yes, you're right. None of us are getting threatened with our lives. Our lives are not being threatened. We cower it much less than that. When I encountered them, that was the impact to me. I looked at that couple and I just thought, you inspire me. You absolutely inspire me. Um, and I said this all the time. I love Yasser. Yasser's a great guy. Bazara, one of my spiritual heroes. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that kind of brings a challenge up for for all three of us and for our audience listening in is just kind of take a moment and self-reflect and kind of self-examine, maybe send up an honest prayer to say, do we truly belong to Jesus? Am I all in for Jesus? And when I kind of ask that question, there's a verse that stands out to me and if you know me, you know that I just love the book of First Peter. So, of course, it's going to be a reference to First Peter, but it's First Peter 2, 9, and it says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think that we need to remember that of who we are in Christ, and in return, we need to be all in for Jesus. And so when you kind of take a minute to self-reflect, you realize what you look like through God's eyes. And we need to be um, just shooting an honest prayer up to him and making sure that we are standing bold for him and um, just kind of refocusing back on the word of God. Great challenge. Great challenge for me and great challenge for for everybody listening. Uh, I think that's, that's it. Uh, yeah. So there, there it is. I mean, that's that's the story for for today, and and I do. I I hope that uh, even though listeners don't know Zara, that they'll take Zara's spirit, mm -hmm. her spirit, mm -hmm. and let her spirit challenge us because her spirit is Christ's spirit. Obviously, the spirit of Jesus is living in her and Yasser. And uh, and man, let's take that challenge with us. Look for look for ways. I'm that's going to be mine this week. I'm going to look for ways that I back off mm -hmm. and I'm going to pray for the boldness to step up and say, man, I don't have a gun put to my head, mm -hmm. but I am standing up for you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. And see somebody who's hurting. I'm going to say, hey, do you, you, you got to know Jesus. Yeah. You got to have hope and share that with people because, I mean, we have the cure for everything. Mm -hmm. Honestly, mm -hmm. it's as if we have the cure for cancer. And we're keeping it to ourselves. That's right. That's crazy. I mean, that's just crazy. Great comments. Great input. Next episode, we got a fun story to share. And uh, coming up, we're going to share some more stories from some of our former Muslim brothers and sisters who are now brothers and sisters in Christ, who we've had the absolute blessing of meeting. One that's coming up later and just be looking for this episode uh, when we talk about Masood. Uh, he's... He's a phenomenal human being. What a great story. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that one, I'll, I'll put that carrot on the stick out there so you can wait until you see the <laughs> Masood story come up. 
All right, guys. Well, there's episode number three. Thanks for all you guys are doing. Brooke, enjoy New York. And I will try to keep my Christianity and not hate you too much. (laughs) But yes, we're going to want to hear stories. So next podcast, we want to hear all about it. Yeah, you got it. And Peyton, enjoy your, your weekend. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Come back and visit us for episode number four. You've been listening to the 5511 Podcast, hosted by Dirk Smith, Peyton Armstrong, and Brooke Kell. It's edited by David Wilkinson. The 5511 Podcast is supported by EEM. EEM publishes, prints, and distributes Bibles and Bible-based materials in 30-plus nations and in 20-plus languages, free to all. To learn more about how you can partner with EEM, go to eem.org. And we'll leave a link for you in the show notes. We'd also love for you to rate, review, and subscribe. And we'd really appreciate you telling your friends about us. So thanks for joining us. And we'll be dropping a new episode every other Tuesday.